Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Coffee with Content Creators podcast. My name is Rob Balasabas. I'm your host and uh, really good to have you here. Uh, it is Tuesday, October 11th, 2022, uh, bright and early, about 7.45 in the morning here. I just had a really awesome conversation with Justin Simon. He's the content marketing, I think, manager or head of, no, sorry, He's the senior content marketing manager over at metadata.io and uh, just a really, really smart guy. Um, I follow him on uh, LinkedIn and uh, consume a lot of his content, just super bright when it comes to content strategy, content marketing, content repurposing, distribution, um, all things that I nerd out on a lot. If you guys know me even a little bit uh, or catch a little bit of the episodes or my YouTube channel here, that's a, that's a lot of what I talk about. I really love that that topic. Um, and so I invited him over to the podcast and uh, we had a really solid conversation just about like, you know, the state of social media and, um, you know, content repurposing, not just as a buzzword, but like really, how do you do that? Well, how do you do that, you know, for a brand, but also how do you do it as an entrepreneur, as a solo soloist, if that's the word. Um, and, um, you know, just talking all about that and kind of nerding out on on that um, topic. Uh, and so I hope you enjoy this conversation. Before we head into it, want to thank our sponsor, our good friends, our dear friends over at StreamYard. Thank you so much for just sponsoring and, and supporting this content. Um, you know, it's, it's just really awesome to have a brand kind of back us a little bit uh, in terms of, you know, supporting this podcast and the YouTube channel just love StreamYard. I use StreamYard all the time when I'm live streaming, if you guys know me, and uh, catch some of that content over on YouTube or inside of my membership, Creator TV. Um, yeah, so shout out to StreamYard if you guys have not downloaded. No, you don't even download StreamYard. Created an account on StreamYard. You can head over. There's a link in the show notes somewhere you can find, and it'll give you 14 days for free on any of the StreamYard plans. I suggest you use the professional plan um, so that you get all of the awesome features that StreamYard has to offer. And then check, check it out for yourself. Uh, don't take my word for it. Go and use it. Go stream on you know one channel or multiple pages and channels at the same time. You guys will love it. It's also great for recording your podcast episodes as well. Um, and uh, they've got a new product that's going to be coming out pretty soon that I'm really stoked for, but I don't think I can talk about it yet. So uh, that being said, thank you again, StreamYard. And so enjoy this conversation with Justin Simon, Senior Content Marketing Manager over at meta metadata.io. All right. Hey, Justin, good to have you here. How you doing? Hey, good man. Happy to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, we're just kind of chatting, you know, I kind of catch all of your content all the time. You're very busy on LinkedIn, which is great. Uh, so am I. I love LinkedIn. Uh, so yeah, good to finally, this is actually our first time, I think, having a conversation. So um, why not why not put it up on the podcast, right? So here we are. Um, uh, you want right. to do a just a quick introduction of who you are, kind of what you do over at Metadata and uh, a bit of your sort of background? Absolutely. So, yeah. So, like you said, uh, I work at Metadata. Um, I, I run content and lead content over there. So, basically, all things content marketing. I'm a one man sort of content show um, on our on our marketing team. I handle all the things from producing and creating our podcast, Demand Gen U, to working on our blog, to our resources, to what so website stuff. I, I kind of handle a whole bunch of things. That's the joy of working at a startup is yeah. you uh, you kind of are cramming 
uh, five years into one. So right. yeah, uh, I handle all things content over there. And then I also um, have a course and some other content that I have around repurposing uh, content repurposing roadmap. And so I have that as well. Um, but yeah, that's a little gist of me. Sweet. Awesome. And you, you man, you spent, uh, you spent uh, a lifetime in terms of tech uh, over at TechSmith, man, like 10 years. Yeah, all, true, true, uh, true, over yes. 10 years. yeah, yeah. So and did that's... all things content over there too for 10 years. So yeah, I had, I had yeah. 10 years experience starting as a, you know, grunt intern to doing anything written. Like I'd write the email copy. I'd write the landing page for sales. I mean, I did it all the way and then worked my way up till when I, before I left, I had built a, an entire content team that had writers, videographers. Um, we did a podcast through that. And so, yeah, it was cool to, a cool evolution over there. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And yeah, there's a couple guys over there that I always kind of catch Andy and Matt, uh, I think are still there. So doing their thing. So that's, that's very cool. Um, yeah, man. So, uh, great. Uh, you know, the, the conversation that I'd like to have with you is like around content repurposing. Um, that's a, you know, distribution of content. That's a big thing that we talk about here. Like, um, I went to a few conferences and I was asked to speak or be on a panel. And that is something that, um, we really talked about a lot, you know, especially being at Uscreen or like a video membership platform. So, uh, you know, for example, like a lot of creators out there, one of the conversations we have a lot now is like a lot of creators think that they need to make new content to release new or to create new revenue streams. When in fact, like you can take your content and just be more strategic in distribution and you can make like multiple revenue streams out of the same piece of content. So I'd love for you to just kind of, you know, just speak openly about like sort of the state of the union of like content <laughs> repurposing is such a buzzword, right? Repurposing for the yeah. last couple of years. Like what's your thoughts on that? Just when I say that word, what, what comes to mind? Yeah, it's, it's funny because I think there's, I'm st I, it wasn't being talked about and now it's starting to be talked about, especially this past year, which is funny. Like I started jamming on it and feeling like it was really a uh, kind of a super niche topic. And as the year has gone on, I see more and more people talking about it. And actually now there's like a flip side, you know, it was like, yeah, you should be repurposing. And now it's like, there's almost a flip side to the argument that I've been seeing at least on LinkedIn, which is like, you all need to stop with this repurposing stuff. Like it's just, you know, so like, it's just copy paste or it's just, you, you can't just mm -hmm. like, you know, you can't just be recycling your old crap basically yeah. is kind of like the gist of that it feels like, or there's also the flip side of like, you all can't make repurpose. You make it sound like it's so easy. Like, Oh, just turn a blog post into uh, a YouTube video. Well, we all know it's way harder than that. Yeah. Um, but it, it, to me, it's really like a mindset shift, which is kind of what you were leading into. That's the main thing I talk about with folks is like this mindset shift where for me, it was like a light bulb moment when I was working at TechSmith, you know, I was running that team and I was running our blog and I took over the blog and we were doing like two blog posts a week. You're talking like eight blog posts a month, getting them written, edited, all that stuff by people in-house who aren't necessarily writers, aren't necessarily editors, but they're subject matter experts. And so you're trying to like get all that knowledge out of their head and do all that stuff. And it just becomes a grind. And that's just blogs. That's not podcasts. That's not YouTube. That's not any other channels uh that's not social <laughs> that's literally just doing that stuff so yeah. for me it was this idea of like oh we've got this really good content rather than like there was at one point and again i know times have changed but maybe not uh for a lot of companies too that i talked to where i would look back and we would have maybe 
three to five blogs that were almost on the exact same topic like uh, so close but we just felt like oh we wrote that a long time ago let's write a new a new version of it rather than going back and updating it or taking out that content and resharing it in a different format or so that's kind of what i'm thinking through when i'm talking about repurposing is like taking your best parts that you already have created you spent time i mean people spend so much time on this content like youtube side or you know blogs or whatever this stuff is and you created it six months ago and a lot of people are just like, well, that's old. Like I'm moving on to this thing now. And it's like six months ago when we were all planning to like release that thing, it was the best thing in the whole world. We couldn't wait to get that thing to our audience. We were so excited to share it out. And then six months later, it's like, ah, you know, we're on to the next thing. And so it's just this idea of like, not that you can't create the next thing. Creating new content is important. Things change your audience. You get new insights. You have to always be creating, but that, at the exact same time doesn't mean you can forget and just let that stuff sit on the shelf. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's a really interesting insight. Like that happens a lot, uh, I mean, at our company and other companies, right? Like like the next thing, the next thing, you're always just like, all right, that's done, the next thing. Like a lot of uh, YouTubers think that way, myself included, like, hey, that video is done. Let's go to the next video. What's the next mm -hmm. video? What's the next thing? And you never really go back. So that's really interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm curious how you see then in terms of um, like the ideal, doesn't matter if it's a brand or entrepreneur, like what is the ideal, like flow of how you create mm. content? Where do you start? And then how do you kind of chop that up and like distribute it, you know, intentionally? Yeah. yeah, it can go, it can go both ways. I like to at, at a very base level, I break it up. I, I call it the three C content method, but it's cornerstone content, core content and cut content. So cornerstone content are those big things that a company or maybe an entrepreneur might do from a B2B company side. Think of like a industry report, hmm. um, original resource, a um, an like event that you're doing, kind of doing a, a, a very, but a very big very macro thing that, that you're doing maybe every year. So it's the hmm. 2022 state of blah or whatever right. those, you know, those things are that people do every year yep. um, or the 2022 ev X event. So, you know, in the calendar, even before you're even going to do it, Hey, this event, this thing, we're, we're dropping it in the spring. Mm -hmm. That type of content literally can then be filtered throughout all the different things. So core content then be, are things like podcast blogs, um, YouTube videos, that type of stuff, more core to your strategy and more small, like smaller chunks, but still very, very important. And then cut content is even a smaller chunk out of that which is like social media stuff, emails, more of like that daily, weekly distribution. Mm -hmm. um, and so like for me, I, I like to at least look at it there. And, and if I were advising somebody, I would say, okay, what do you have any cornerstone content right now that you could repurpose? Do you have anything big that you could take and repurpose? So at TechSmith, we had our video viewer study. That was our, our main thing. We did mm -hmm. it every year. We, we um, surveyed these uh, different customers about how they were using video, what they were, and we updated it every single year. At Metadata, we do the exact same thing. We have a benchmark report with all of our paid um, benchmark data for paid ads. And we do the exact same thing. We take that, we, we cut that out. And uh, basically, you're taking the topics out of that. And so you start at the top and you say, okay, we've got this. And then you're taking each individual subtopic. So for instance, the video viewer study, one of the, I remember, we I, it's just top of the head, I remember we did this. 
uh, video length was a huge part of it. How, how long do you want to make your videos or watch your videos? What, what's the ideal length? And so from there, we turned that into a blog post. We turned that into a podcast episode. We turned that into, I think, even a webinar at one point. So it's like you're just taking that little thing that was in the report and you're turning it into these core pieces of content. And then from there, you're taking all those stats, all those information. You're maybe creating some graphics and you're dripping that out on social. Yeah. And so for each one of those things, now I have this blog post. What are the content I can take here? What for the webinar? I can take it here. And so you're just really, it's like a Russian nesting doll of right. content that just <laughs> works its way down. And that's how I like to do it at the base. Obviously, I think the other side of that, and I also feel really passionate about this, is testing on social and then working your way back up the pyramid. Yeah, I like that. So getting validation on social. So that's why I post every day, yeah. honestly, is because yeah. I can constantly get validation of what people are interested in, what are the topics that hit, what are the things that resonate. Okay, cool. I can then bubble that up and turn, turn that into a newsletter mm -hmm. and write more on it, or I can bubble that up and turn that into maybe a piece that goes into a course later. Yeah. So it's just like I'm trying to take all of these little insights and then be able to work the way back up as well. Right, right. I, really, I, I actually really like that strategy as well. It's like your own focus group is just right there every single day. Like, hey, what do you guys Absolutely. think of this? You know, like, yeah, and then out of the comments as well comes new content ideas. Like, hey, never thought of that question. I, I don't know why I didn't answer that in that piece. Um, how do you how do you look at then? Because I'm sure you've thought about this. How do you look at attribution, or how do you how do you measure success in terms of like mm -hmm. the repurpose versus the pillar content? Whether it's a blog first, do you like? I'm throwing like multiple questions in one here, but just because I'm thinking it through, like, do you, do you, do you, when like, when you take the blog post and let's say there's like a nice, nice little bit there that you can turn into a podcast episode or like a social post, do you promote up to the longer piece of content every single time? And how do you just measure attribution? Like ROI, I guess. Yeah, I think it, with all of this stuff, it's less, it's less, um, attribution or like, more gut feel um, pure, kind of pure r well pure roi focus so like i come from an seo background so it's yeah. very easy to like want to fall into that like i can go into a dashboard and look it up and see how you know this did this did this yeah. um or i'm ranking for this many keywords which is driving this much traffic so yeah it's a little bit different because a lot of these things that i'm talking about are, are really surrounding around like brand play and like mm. building a brand versus like trying to purely sell a product it's just a little different yeah. um but in that for that for me it's eyeballs like first and foremost like i'm looking to get eyeballs on that content so i mean a great example is we have a webinar or a uh, a session at um our, our demand event it gets x amount of views i don't know let's for round purpose we'll say it gets 100 views yeah um you know, okay, that's a hundred people. But if you then are able to cut that up into different types of content, mm -hmm. you're 10 xing that, right? Like, right. so if you then do a different YouTube video and a blog post and then re-promote that stuff out there, now you've got just way more, um, way more traction and uh, being able to get that. So like for us, uh, for when we did demand last year, we had pre-recorded sessions um, and we're doing the same thing this year, but we would take the main session and put it on YouTube and then we would take and we would find little like three to five minute core sections out of those. Yeah. And we would take those if they were like stand good enough to be standalone. And we would break those out um, as individual videos that were like three to 10 minutes. So somebody didn't have to watch the full 40, you know, 30, 40 minute session. 
And then we would take from there even more micro clips on social and then share those out. And it was just interesting to see because uh, one session might have, you know, a couple hundred views, another set, a clip from a session might have 700 views, and then a social clip might have 2000 views. Right. And so it's just like, you're just getting eyeballs. For me, it's less about like, they listen to our entire podcast. And it's more like they're seeing um, our, our people in their feed every day, which is important, even if they're not interacting, they're still seeing them show up. Mm-hmm. Um, they're seeing them as thought leaders in the space because they're talking about topics that are interesting to them. Um, and then eventually they might, it, it's like working your way up to eventually earn that view, that click, that subscribe, that all, all of that stuff. So it's like just using it at the, at the small level to kind of work your way up. Cause I think that's how, I mean, that's how I sort of interact with content, right? Like it's, I'm, I'm listening to somebody, I'm watching a, a YouTube video that pops up in recommendation. I'm, you know, whatever. And it's like, Oh, they got a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Like maybe I'll subscribe. Right. And so it's like, it, that's how it works versus just like, Oh, I'm going to subscribe. Now I'm going to watch all of this content. Like right. it's, it's really not how it works. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's actually, that's very close to like how we kind of see content as well. It's very interesting to hear you speak that way. Cause it's like, it's more like awareness and top of mind, just like, you know, there's, there's this whole, like, you know, there's this like term that I just recently heard from Amanda, I think from, um, spark Toro, I think of like yeah. zero click yeah. content. Right. It's like, yeah, we do, We just had her on demand. Jen, you talking about that. Oh, dope. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. She's super yeah. bright, man. Her and Rand are doing some good things there. Um, but yeah, just the whole idea of zero click content, which makes sense to me. But then now it's like, well, there's definitely going to be no like direct clicks attribution like UTMs don't matter because like we're not trying to get them to click anything. We're just like, here's full value. And then you're almost telling them to go seek us out like, hey, that was really good. Like just I like Justin stuff. Where's Justin? Like, what is metadata? You know, because I'll see it on your LinkedIn, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what is metadata? So then I'll maybe go to a different browser and then look up metadata directly. Yep. So there's also this idea of like, that I'm like, like really getting like in a rabbit hole about, about, um, you know, the difference between, you know, demand creation and demand capture, right? (laughs) Like that whole thing, like social LinkedIn, YouTube, all this stuff, it's like demand creation, but then, uh, the, uh, demand capture happens on like SEO or like search, sorry. Mm -hmm. Right. So what's your thoughts on that? What's your thoughts on that? Just to kind of. Kind of like yeah i mean to me it's it that makes total sense i think you can you can you have to be able to figure out those things out for a while it took me a bit to kind of understand that nuance because nobody was really talking about it a couple years ago in that way of like yeah. demand capture versus demand creation or brand awareness versus yeah, yeah. this and so like I would get in these conversations with people where it was like, well, hey, let's do an SEO post on X. And I had to come back and say, you will never rank for that (laughs) or you will, but nobody's going to look for it. Right. Because there's no demand to capture for that. Right. So like it's that balance of like if you want, I mean, man, you're, you're trying to get a a new term coined or you want to be on the forefront of x idea you cannot i mean you can rank the seo blog post for it and like two people might search it a month but you have to put so much effort into that organic into that brand into that maybe it's paid even like into getting that in front of the right people getting that message to say like 
you know, let's say I wanted everybody to search up the three C content method or whatever. Like, right, right. Nobody's looking for that, nobody's right? It might be the it. best. Me- it might be the best method in the world, <laughs> right? Like, but like nobody's gonna look for that. Um, you have to be able to instill that in their brain to be like, oh, that's a really cool idea. But like, so that that to me is is the difference. Is like trying to figure out like you. I, I always go back to myself, like user behavior. Like I would never do that. Like yeah. there are times in a marketing meeting or whatever, it's like, we're going to try that. And like, I, I would never, do you do that? Do you interact <laughs> that way with content? Like really? Uh, yeah. Like I know it feels good, like the, the safe choice, but like I would never do that. In theory, right? It's like, that's like a really good play, but like, yeah, it's like the funnel off. is like this, <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, they're just going to do that. And it's like, no, they're going to do like, this you know we've all started seeing those graphics all all over man all over yeah i mean yeah it's 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 a really interesting like kind of shift i feel like there's a huge shift in terms of like marketing and like you said i don't think too many people are really talking about it i think a lot of people are still in that same playbook of like you know doing seo and search and like they kind of see social where it is and like its own little corner and stuff but like not too many people are I mean, I feel like a lot, but I like in reality, I think it's a very small fraction because like I feel like the people, you know, algorithms on LinkedIn, I interact with the Justins. Yeah. And like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So um, it's a, I mean, it's it's the it's a thing where and the other thing, too, is even like the loudest voices that I'm connected with on LinkedIn and things like that. Like it's very much a hive mind echo chamber at times where it's right. like, oh, we all think this way. Right. And then you talk to like four other marketers at like maybe a different company or a different industry. And you're like, oh, we're, it's not even close. Like <laughs> yeah. we're, there's so much work to be done or there's yeah. so much bad, you know, marketing or just bad yeah. advice that gets thrown out there. Um, to me, the biggest thing, and I'd be curious to hear your take on this too, yeah. is like it's a long-term mindset versus a short-term mindset. Like marketing at a lot of companies is almost trying to do the job of sales. Yes, like get yes. the sale now, immediate, like this social post, how do we get a download from it? And it's like, right. Why? Or like, you know, you know, I, I'd love, I'd love your talk, your, your thoughts. Yeah. On that. Yeah. That's actually really good. Yeah. Cause um, I mean, for us here at Uscreen, we understand that our sales cycle is like quite long. So um, we actually tell people like I, like my little corner here i work with a lot of sponsorships like sponsoring youtube creators and influencers and stuff and we tell them like don't don't say like the call to action don't say if you want a free trial go to this link just like we don't want people going and doing a free trial too soon we just want them to check us out so just say like hey if you want to check out and build out your own video membership you know go check out uscreen there's a link down below because yeah i think consumers are just getting smarter and smarter you know i think like you said like I would never do that. <laughs> I would never fall for that trap, you know? So uh, I think, yeah, I think the, the marketers that are going to succeed in the next sort of like season here, I guess, online is just, they're going to be more uh, long-term focus, long-term vision, um, their content, the zero click uh, idea. I think it's like that people are just going to see that, like even the clips on TikTok and reels, when we do those, don't try to like do a little cliffhanger so that people have to go and look for some, you know, the mm-hmm. rest of it or mm-hmm. something like mm-hmm. provide full value in that 30, 15 seconds. And then they'll just like hopefully consume more and then eventually they'll like go and seek you out on your own. So, um, yeah, I think I think it's generally just this like I think people are maturing and getting more complex and smarter with how they consume content. They can kind of see the red flags of like. I see that. I see that. That's a webinar. I'm going to get pitched on that. Like, you know, so mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I think. Well, and it's a, tur- it's a it's a complete like turnoff to that yeah. company. I think that's the thing like that people don't realize is that you think you're gonna like get them in somehow. Yeah. <laughs> And then it's actually the exact opposite. Totally. By like you doing that, it's like I don't, I don't want your junk. Like yeah. why, why can't you just help me? Like yeah. why can't you just make me better? Like that's always my mantra. Is like, man, when we were tech, when I was a TechSmith, I, I was like, we have got to help people make better videos. Like yeah. that. Like if we can make people help people make better videos, we're instantly the guide to those people. Right. That's like right. meditate, it's the same way. Can we help you run better paid ads? If we can help you run better paid ads and make smarter decisions, we can be your hero. With me, it's like content repurposing. Like if I can help you repurpose your content better, maybe at some point you want to take the course or you want to get some advice, you want some advising, like that's cool. Like I'm happy to help. But like every day I'm going to show up on LinkedIn. I'm going to help people. I'm going to give them my advice, going to give them, you know, my frameworks, how to do it, how I do it, what we're doing at metadata, all that sort of thing with no pitch just yeah. like here's help here's how to get better at your job like here's what i wish i would have known three years ago so true so true yeah i was listening to this podcast on the weekend and uh it's like one of these guys that like i really look up to is start in terms of like leadership and he was like saying something very similar he's like if you are like just helping people there's like no place you can hide like people will just be like hey you should meet justin you know he's like hey justin i met like i heard about you from rob like they need to like come on my podcast like you gotta you gotta test out metadata like it's super helpful like you gotta go follow like you just can't hide like there's no like mm-hmm. shortcut to that and it's just so simple but it is hard because you know everybody has like people they have to like answer to and report to and like there's absolutely reports and, like yeah hey, what's your roi yeah, this month you know like let's see the stats right so it's like very hard I think it's like it's it's like it has to start from the top understanding that like yes everybody has to be on board or else it's like you are forced to be like all right we got to find the shortest way to roi or like we can't just do zero click content that's crazy like you mean we're not that is... to go to our like landing page you know like that's oh. crazy right <laughs> it's to- it's totally true it's something that like some people talk about i tr- i have to like from time to time like we even say this too like you're because you're right you know like you can be that strategy lead that tactical person the head of content the head of whatever the thing is but if your vp doesn't agree if your ceo doesn't agree if your cfo doesn't agree yeah you're you're really battling an uphill uh a a real uphill climb there to to try to make change because it it, it, like you said it all starts at the top they have to believe because their goals are, are going down to your goals you're trying to figure out how to do that um i think one thing going back to you kind of talking about the podcast you were listening to that made me think a couple this is i think 2019 i was at um social media marketing world in san diego and Mm. i was listening to ray edwards who's a copywriter and basically he said like give all your give everything you know away for free give it all away for free because as soon as somebody sees how difficult it is to do what you do (laughs) they will call you and hire you to do that thing for them. Yeah. And it was so eye-opening because it was like, <laughs> I had never heard it sort of said that way, but it's yeah. true, right? Like yeah. if somebody teaches you how to make videos, but then they can make them for you or they can, what you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's like, oh gosh, like I know I could do that, but I just want Rob to do it. Or I just, you yeah. know, I just want Andy to do it or whatever, right? Like I just need somebody else to do this for me so I don't have to do it. 
um, or even the product on the product side, it's the same way. Like, oh, that was it, I'm doing it this way, and it it's not working. I guess I'm gonna go over here now. Like, I find like they've given me all the insight I need to be able to sh- show there's a better way. Yeah. I'm gonna go with them, and, and I think just that like from a content perspective too, like just speaking to content creators, that is like that to me is like the holy grail of content is just like offering up the value like real i mean value right quote air quote everybody give value um but like just giving like helpful helping people like you're the guide put yourself in that situation and just help people and 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 listen to your customers figure out what they want figure out what they need help with and then just help them and if you do that long enough consistent enough over time it's gonna work like it's gonna work i mean there's gonna be ups and downs but like over the long haul it's like investing right like you look at this little micro bit in the content and it's kind of like like up and down or down 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 but then you zoom out in the macro over like a five-year period you're like oh man like look at we were here and now we're way up here totally totally yeah it totally works i think the over leveraging of value and like giving like just over leverage it i don't know who who i don't know who said that might have been gary v Polarizing guy. I don't know how you feel about it. (laughs) I have have heard somebody say over leverage, like don't ask for anything. Don't ask for people to click or register, you know, whatever. Like they will eventually they'll find like if, but if you give value, like you said, and you're helping people and we're finding that as well, like it is kind of scary when you're starting out because you're like, you're doing all of this and you're not asking them. You're not, there's no CTA hard thing. Like, but they'll do it, right? Like you just got to provide. But value. I think I think the reason why, and this is, and and I just hearing you say it that way, you have to earn their trust, right? <laughs> you you know what I mean? Like you right. have to earn somebody's trust for them to like whip out their wallet. And I mean, especially when you're in a B two B sense, you're talking about tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars for a particular tool, depending on what it is. And so, like, you have to earn their trust to be able to say these people know what they're talking about i like that i mean even more so now it's like no like and trust yeah like i don't know i have to know who you are i have to trust that you're gonna and i have to like you yeah because <laughs> yeah. there are a million options out there right there like are. i, I yeah. and, and i think that's the other thing too is like that's why for me at metadata like i really try my best to get jason and mark out there like that was one of the main things i told them when i got hired in it's like i want to make or or everybody at metadata like all of our people like i want to make you all look super smart get your faces out there get get your personalities out there be real um because then people associate metadata with these people that they see all the time and oh my gosh i like this person Yeah. yeah uh therefore i must like metadata yeah because nobody's gonna nobody's nobody inherently likes our logo (laughs) <laughs> nobody's like oh, i love metadata like nobody actually loves That's metadata true. like That's they true. don't care about like little squares and in a, in a circle on linkedin like they don't care about that what they care about and who they like are the people at metadata that's right that's right that's so true they like the guy with the yellow the orange background right and uh, absolutely yeah. all those orange backgrounds they love them <laughs> that's so true man that's so true and you know what's um what i've been learning and like sharing with the team as well is that like even if you don't tell people to like subscribe or like or follow me, the algorithms that the algorithms on social are so they just want people to consume, right? Like obviously they're in it. They want people to come back and like watch more reels or like come back to your LinkedIn or come back to LinkedIn for engagement. So like as long as like they're engaging or like consuming your content, I feel like the algorithms are doing its part to keep you visible. 
eventually they'll follow and all that stuff, but this almost doesn't really matter because the algorithm will serve that person more of your content because you engaged with it initially in the past. So um, all of those things, like the old school things of like, hey, make sure you tell people to subscribe and like and follow you. It mm, almost mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Obviously, it's nice for vanity metrics and stuff, but you know, I just think it has less weight. Just my thoughts, but um, yeah, I don't know if people are finding that out there as well. Same thing with podcasts. Like I listened to a couple podcasts, never really followed them, but like it gets suggested to me now. Like there's ton there's tons of I mean I, I I've said this too where it's like with our YouTube channel like yeah YouTube do, for like, sure not, like you know we're not growing it a ton I mean the podcasts we're growing but we look at download metrics we don't really look at subscribes yeah um, we're yeah. looking at like consumption of the of the because there's there's tons of podcasts that I listen to that I'm not subscribed to. There's tons yeah. of YouTube channels. Cause again, those algorithms that like every time I open Spotify, new episode of blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I was yeah. just thinking, this, I was like, I haven't listened to that podcast in three months. And they're yeah, like yeah. new episode, check it out. I'm like, I get, I, I, I'm not interested in that anymore. I wasn't subscribed, <laughs> but in YouTube's the same way where yeah. it's like you let you watch a few videos and you're not subscribed to them, but you go to your home feed and they're always in your they're feed. There. And it's like, and that's the other realization that I've had too, is like, oh, I'm not, I'm like subscribed to very few channels, but I watch this, you know, it's a weird thing. Like I'm not subscribed to them, but I don't have to be because yeah. YouTube does a good enough job with job the recommendation to engine to like get me there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Social is, is a very interesting thing. It's very, very like, it's evolving really quickly. Um, yes. Hey man, uh, we're like way over time. I told you 20 minutes, <laughs> but we're here we are like 30 minutes something. Um, hey, I, you, you need to come back, uh, but I want to respect your time at the same time. So um, before you run, uh, what's the best place for folks to connect with you and just continue like learning from everything that you're sharing? Yeah, if you uh, if you want to, you can connect with me. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter, Justin, the letter C, Simon. Uh, and then if you want, I, I put out a weekly newsletter on content repurposing and distribution. comes out every Saturday. Uh, you can find that at justinsimon.co. Um, and you can see all my stuff there, uh, courses, all that, all that sort of good stuff over there too. Beautiful. Awesome. I'll have that all in the show notes and the descriptions. And uh, Justin, man, we'll, uh, we'll get you back on again. Thanks for coming down. Absolutely. Have me on anytime, Rob. Great chat. Awesome.